This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey, I forgot to ask you, did you listen this morning when they uh, announced the $10,000 Pick Your Prize winner? Who was it? No. Uh, well, I think they wanted us to announce it at 520 today, too, so we'll do that in about 15 minutes. All right. We're well, going to wait. The person already knows. They've already done so. their they happy dance all day. They, yes. It, okay, can I just tell you, yeah. so we had the woman call in, we were talking about at-home births, and mm-hmm. she told us about this thing called chucks, and they're like rubber sheet covers. I went and looked them up. I am being inundated. Oh, yeah, you will be. With at-home birthing Harry things. and Megan got a, a organic bed covers. <laughs> organic chucks. But I'm getting the diaper chucks. chucks. I'm getting the rubber padded chucks. I'm getting everything chuck-like. So Wow, and apparently I know somebody, uh, you know, Carol from Bowling. Had an at-home birth? Her oldest daughter had both of her kids at home. See, I would just be so afraid of com- complications, but the woman said she had backup and everything. Yeah, you know? no, I want drugs, I want nitrous oxide, yeah, I want My babies were, my, mine yeah. all happened funny. Yeah. My water broke way too early for both of them. Actually, I didn't I had want to go any to the of hospital. that. I didn't want any of you that. Never I seriously never right. planned on having a child. You all. told me, I remember one year I hear a tick-tock, tick-tock. I felt a tightening in my uterus. But it's and not the, that strong, the, Julia. The hormonal <laughs> desire just to get pregnant, Rocco, for like a second. Okay. You but know. it's not that strong, no, Julia. No, it isn't that strong, and I was kind of relieved that... Uh, Casey couldn't... No, no, that my first husband... I, I knew, uh, you know, I knew I was do- dealing with some low sperm motility. Let's just put it that way. Oh, with number one? Number two. Oh, so num- I tried to get pregnant with both my husbands no. to save the marriage. Thank oh. goodness that plan didn't work out. You could have just gone on a trip. No, Julia, the, these are the <laughs> devious things we do to fool ourselves. Wow, think that well that's good that that never happened. Yeah. I mean, but I did try. Like, you know, I went off the I pills remember, and everything. I remember. I would have been stuck. I could have dealt with the first one, but the second one I wouldn't I'd be stuck for the whole Oh no, that would have like been horrible. Other. That would have been horrible. That would have been hor- there there is a good yeah. That's right. Okay, so Sharon, Sharon Osborne. Do we need to revisit anything other than her people are leaking everything? That she got maybe five to ten million from CBS, but no one is saying for sure. And she wants her. to tell her side of the story. I, she just this was just so misplayed. Yeah, I don't. Do you think she'll run her mouth about this till the end not. of time? I hope not. Yeah, unless she comes to has an epiphany about herself. I, you know, and and, and she might. She might. Yeah, everyone. But her history doesn't. Uh, but people like can always grow and change. Yeah, so. but you know, he, you know what? I bet Holly Robinson, Pete, and Leah Remini are glad, but they're also kind of furious because they were year one, or uh, they loved. Leah, they they were year one on the show. Yeah, and Sharon didn't like them. 
called them ghetto. They went on the record about some other things. Mm-hmm. They did apparently talk to CBS, but they were just like, well, you just have one year, you know, they whatever, all the BS that they give right. you. And um, anyway, when I think they just found out that, wow, we people have complained about Sharon here yeah. in the workplace. And I mean, shame on CBS. First of all, I'm going to say something. For, shame like, on CBS. First of all, wow, people have complained. HR departments know Right, the history. But, but, but see, but we, the public not, learned the history. Yeah. CBS HR knows that they've had a problem. Yes, and they but didn't what care. happened, the situation was now the public knew. Got it. HR departments know. I mean, yeah. come on. But I mean, I they, remember I was made to um, not I take a leave of absence instead of quit because at the time, too many people had left because of a certain person in mm-hmm. a certain company that I work for. Right. That perhaps you did too. So I couldn't quit. I had to take a, they talked me into a leave of absence. absence. They know everything that's going right. on. Well, anyway, I, I don't believe that if CBS paid her something, she's going to have to like sign something. But they let CBS let, they let that be the nature. Well, some, well they, they, NBC did stuff like that. Yes, a lot of people it, do that it, around talent. I mean, and bullying yep. Marie Osmond right out of there. That's the one we're sad about. That Maybe she'll really, get a job back. I mean, you know, think about it. You uh, you could be called out for some foolishness and then have to suffer the terrible consequences of getting paid 5 to $10 million to do nothing and then go on Dancing with the Stars in the fall. Well, I'm just saying, you know, all right, fine. but we'll all be watching yes, when that show comes back April 12th. So, yes, we will. It was a reboot that the show needed because it they'd lost. They didn't lose viewers the way Ellen has because they didn't have the viewers Although, to lose. Oh, I took a picture of something I wanted us to play today. I'm going to have to we're going to have to do it tomorrow. Should we play? Do you want to hear Ted uh, Jason Sudeikis? Yes, his, yes, um, yes, yes. Because this is what um, Kathy Connell was talking to us a little bit about what we're going to see on the show because they've done all this taped. Yes, stuff. let's hear it. Yeah. Okay. And we also have this posted. Ted Lasso, the comedy series starring Jason Sudeikis as an American football coach who moves to England to manage a pro soccer team, has gotten a lot of love this award season. And now the show's cast of characters is up for a big one, the SAG Award for Best Comedy Ensemble. So Team Lasso got together for a new sketch ahead of the SAG Awards for a little pep talk about their competition. Entertainment Weekly has a preview clip. Okay, y'all, let's focus up. We got a big night ahead of us, the SAG Awards, and we are nominated for Outstanding Performance by an Ensemble in a Comedy Series. How about that? I'm going to shoot you straight. Our competition tonight is tougher than ice-cold beef jerky. Who we got, Coach? Dead to me, the flight attendant, the great <laughs> creep. <laughs> cold is a nice beef jerky. That's pretty cold. I wonder if they're having each of the shows do kind of a skit. I think that's funny. Yeah, I'm excited to watch it because I think this is going to be clever. So it's so funny that I send that to Kathy Connell and they're the ones that produced it. Uh, Of course. Mm -hmm. But like, you you didn't really know that. No, you didn't. And I watched Entertainment Tonight and they didn't give anything away. So I think that's kind of cute that they were able to get people together and do like a little skit. That's but he reminded me in that skit why I quit watching that show. Why? I got sick of his corny accent. 
accent and his corny phrases and how he turned. I guess I have a thing for Coach Taylor in my heart. If oh. you're not going to be like Coach Taylor oh. on Friday Night Lights, I just, oh. I don't know. He, Rocco, I know it's a guy yeah. show, so you had to it's watch it. It's a guy it. show. You like I like it. it. I, yeah. yeah, we're about halfway through it. You know, yeah. my wife is slow to watch TV with me, but. Yeah, we enjoy it. I mean, there's a few things going on. There's some soccer. There's some sort of fish out of water stuff. There's right. Some difference between maybe England and maybe America I'll stuff. try the second season. You Are there two not. seasons? Quit there's lying. only one right now. Oh, well, they're, then, they're filming the second one right oh, now. Oh, no pressure. Then I've watched the whole damn thing. Yeah. Look at you're ahead of it. And you're, I'm not going to. I think put it on my like if you had a TV list. journal. Yeah. For this year. Oh yeah, I'd win. I think you yeah, winner winner chicken dinner big time probably. But I, I, that one is not like a bouquet of flowers in my mind. No, it doesn't. It sounds like work. For that exact reason, when I hear him talking, I just thought, ah. Oh, I can't do that. These coaches and their cliches and this guy. Oh, you're so funny and their cliches. I know it. And Sharon Stone, you know, her memoir come, came out today. And the big bombshell uh, is... This is a disturbing bombshell. Well, they said in the one review that I read... Uh, on this is that the, the most painful thing that you do that she does reveal is that um, uh, it, growing up in this blue collar town um, where she went a beauty uh, pageant before right. she signed with the Ford modeling agency in 1977. It's the most disturbing reading because she and her younger sister Kelly were abused by their maternal grandfather aided by their grandmother who the grandfather also was physically abusive to, sexually abusive to the granddaughters. She would trap the girls in a room with uh, mm. with her husband when mm. they visited, starting when they were just toddlers. And he died of a heart attack when she was 14, and Sharon Stone writes that she reached into the casket to check that he could no longer harm, harm them. I poked him, and the bizarre satisfaction that he was at last dead hit me like a ton of ice, and I looked at Kelly... She was 10 and she understood and it was, we knew it was over. So, you know, she's really getting very like, I cannot wait to read this book, writing about, you know, all kinds of things. And there's things that, you know, people take out of context and she did like her, one of her first movies with Woody Allen. And so there's been, you know, kind of some things, but I, I just have to read the book in, you know, put it in. Now, where are you going to fit that one in? Well, I got to fit that in between uh, two books that you've currently got me cracking on for We've the show. So many books. <laughs> We've got books, 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 books. We've got anyway. I just think I, I, I think that we're you know I'm going to like it. Komodo dragons, you know. Oh wait, that was the best. And three years ago, she tweeted a video that showed a ten foot long komodo dragon strolling up her street in Beverly Hills. So dangerous, she wrote, and this was after, you know, she, she saw one, one attack her then-husband, no, Phil Bronstein. she bought it for his birthday present, the editor of this San Francisco yes. Chronicle, and it attacked him. I would never, that's when you know you have too much money, when you can buy somebody a, a, visit, Komodo, a Dra- Komodo dragon visit in person. Yeah, that's nothing. Yeah. Rocco, have you ever owned a reptile? Um, <laughs> no. No, I think I wanted one like in fifth yeah. grade. Did you like a possum or something? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Possum's not a reptile, but... Uh, okay. Um, oh. Yeah, you know. Oh. Why are you asking him insincere questions that you don't even mean? Did you get that, Racco? Were you... Yeah, you she were. really didn't want an answer from you because she really. gave you a riddle wrapped in a non-existent question, and you I don't know believe, what happened to you today. I can't believe you guys are making me work so long today. Oh, We Lord. are still here. Julia, it's, productive. It's, it's time for the dirt alert. <laughs> get yourself some water. Everybody come back. We're going to find out who won the $10,000. We'll be right back. Okay. All right, time for... This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Hello, Holly. We're still stunned over the news you brought us at three. Oh, yeah. It's got to be in this Dirt Alert. Oh, yeah. We're circling on back to that story, and that's where we're going to... Oh. Things are going to get interesting that is the story that Real Housewives of Salt Lake City cast member Jen Shaw was arrested by the feds today for allegedly ripping off hundreds of victims in a telemarketing scam. I, this this is such a big deal. Yes, because offense. it. Oh my gosh! And and that means they've been watching her for a long time. Yeah, that's right. So just to get the lay of the land here, Jen Shaw and her assistant Stuart Smith. We're uh, going to appear this afternoon before a U.S. district judge in Salt Lake City on charges of conspiracy to commit wire fraud and conspiracy to commit money laundering, for which they face up to 30 years in prison. Big darn deal. You know what? And they flaunted the lifestyle. No one could ever figure out how she had all this money. And And her husband's an assistant coach. And then the story was sort of leaked about, oh, well, she owns this uh, really amazing algorithm we just bought at Hook, Line, and Sinker, of course. I did. Then that's how she got all her money that targets the ads and stuff. And then this is the very thing that they're flaunting their wealth on TV that gets the feds looking at them. Well, exactly. So uh, a security investigator with Homeland Security, the special agent in charge of this case, said that, quote, Sean Smith flaunted their lavish lifestyle to the public as a symbol of their, quote, unquote, success. In reality, they allegedly built their opulent lifestyle at the expense of vulnerable, often elderly, working class people. The indictment from the Southern District of New York. Uh Oh, Mm Oh Sounds boy! Yep. Okay. They have the highest indictment rate in the land. Yeah, they do. Yeah. So they're accusing Jen Shaw and her assistant of ex- uh, executing a telemarketing scheme with co-conspirators across six states. That would Whoa. be New York, New Jersey, Arizona, Nevada, and Utah. They allegedly ripped off hundreds of victims across the country, many of them elderly, as the Homeland Security agent said, encouraging them to invest in dubious online projects and selling bogus business services from 2012 to as recently as this month in March. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Hey, this is so bad. Keep, keep going. Keep yes, going. Some keep of the talking. businesses yes. that they were hawking, pretending that they offered. Yes. So they allegedly hawked tax preparation coaching sessions and website design services although many of their targets did not own a computer oh my god so then they allegedly jen shaw and her assistant allegedly compiled lists of potential victims or leads many of whom already had been exploited by them and then shared these names with co-conspirators who could target them again Mm. and then in turn jen shaw and her assistant would get a cut from sharing those leads that is just dirty it's <sighs> disgusting taking people in a vulnerable state and then reselling it and getting another cut off the vulnerable people you already and the, the SDNY, the Southern District of New York, they have a 92% conviction do. that's what I, I know they to do. say yeah, uh, I know. Right when they when they indict somebody so she's this in, is she better have saved some of her money for lawyers oh my goodness right because really yeah we were you know i'm wondering what heather is saying right now mary crosby what mary mary crosby the hospital smell oh mary crosby is just like "Mm -hmm." so what was happening with the hospital smell okay well this is just that was on the very first episode but the other women by the end by the reunion Mm -hmm. the only person that was really still talking to jen shaw was was lisa with yeah. the long nails and the tan hands. Mm-hmm. Everyone else was sick of her. Mm. Well, they were sick of her. Was a, such she an was explosive alcoholic uh, drama, drama the kind queen. Of friend that nobody wants to have because you can't, you even couldn't trust what any how she'd react to yeah. making a left hand turn. Well, yeah. wow. Well, obviously, she had a lot of stress going on in her life as she was trying to cover up. This is terrible. Well, this this sounds like a big long sting against her. Lori, Started think, when the show started. Don't you think just then? You yes. So they didn't know about it until she flaunted. I mean, how does that happen? Well, just I'm seeing, saying it could give you cause, right, Holly? Well, very much so. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like the movie Goodfellas mm-hmm. when they pull off the Latanza heist, where they steal all that money from the airport, and Jimmy. And Henry are like, you guys got to lay low with lay the money. Low. What do they do? Buy a hot pink Cadillac and fur coats. Yes. Why would they? Yeah. This is what people do. I've watched wow. a few yeah. gangster movies in yeah. my life. And this so. is always, it's kind of how Teresa and Joe got busted. Because yeah. he, totally. he had a long thing of kind of doing shady deals. People knew in their Real circle. Real estate that, deals. Yeah, that he pulled fast ones and stuff. But then, then you go on TV and you give people kind of evidence or you give them enough you can and probably someone, get some search warrants. Right, and someone who kind of doesn't like you could say, you should check into this. Yeah, but they, they, so. yeah, if you're even on the radar. Yeah, now, interestingly enough, now, Page Six and other tabloids are, are digging for other kind of angles on this story, and they're going back to a tweet from Jen Shaw in September of 2020. She subtweeted, Teresa walked so I could run. 
Oh, well, that's very interesting. <gasps> oh, oh, my gosh. Oh, boy. And you, Teresa went, spent a year and a half in jail, and uh, her husband spent like four years. Yeah, you know, uh, based off of this rudimentary understanding of the charges against Jen Shaw, she's, she's going to be spending a lot more time than just a year and a half behind bars if mm-hmm. she's convicted on this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And also, just as recently as January... Jen Shaw was giving interviews about being involved in a new entrepreneur program for women. Oh. And that was uh, some of her new business ventures. Back in January, she was talking to Page Six, saying that she was launching a program called Social Commerce to assist women amid the coronavirus pandemic. Oh. Now, that is very insidious. Vague. Yeah. Well, vague and insidious because we know how women have been affected by the COVID-19 the pandemic. The yeah. worst. The mm-hmm. absolute Lost yeah. most jobs. Had mm-hmm. to stay home. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And so she explained at the time, we're helping women pivot Look and shift their business through the quarantine and COVID. She just goes after the vulnerable. Yeah. yeah. That is a despicable human being. Mm-hmm. I am... I'm disgusted. Yeah. Yeah. How low. Wow. And her husband. Do you think her husband knew any of this? He's never home. He didn't even go to her dad's funeral. Oh. I don't know. You know about those two. About yeah. their relationship. Well, wow. you know, the husband wasn't charged with no, anything. Right. So, uh, you know, who knows? This is her separate. Qu- this is her yep. business. And that she would like to go that, see what Heather's was doing. From on, her. Yeah. What Heather's doing on uh, Instagram, what the other ladies are doing from Salt Lake. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, I, I'm not sure if they are commenting at this time because these charges, uh, Jen Shaw is in some serious serious trouble this afternoon and i think she's gonna go bye-bye in the car car to jail for quite some time (laughs) there you go i think oh my gosh all right thank you so much yeah that was just dirt that is so the gen shop well it's so dirty yeah (sighs) what a scammer all right we'll be back this is the study of duh with noted academic journal skimmer Lori. everybody knows uh, yeah, everyone knows that, though. Everybody knows. That's how it goes. That's how it goes, Julia. And I wonder <laughs> how much of your attention I'm going to have for Miss Lydia Dutt. I'm here for you. Okay, are you there <laughs> for me, Rocco? to me. Are you going to pay attention to this? And I said, I focused that whole time Holly was talking. Well, we'll start with <laughs> this, because you had a little bit of this news, this survey about people's opinions about working from home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, you had, you know, you were like, oh, you know, people are going to want to stay home. Some people are. For the flexibility. That's yeah, the number one that's, reason that people love. You know, it's the number one yes. reason why they hate working at home. Tech headaches. Oh, I would, the internet going out, low internet, not having your IT department to come down and fix your printer. <laughs> I mean, think of what we would go through. Right, yes. right, right. Yes. So, I mean, to me, this is like a duh, because that is like, I think, a universal thing, unless you happen to be like a really good tech savvy person. And I mean, everyone and had like seller internet, but I mean, like you learn early on, even early days of having a computer, having intranet at Carlson oh, Lord, company, you would turn the button, you would shut it off, just power down. Mm-hmm. And that was my, uh, the extent of my tech ability. Do you think that you've improved since then? No, I'm not any better. <laughs> and sometimes I can't even find that button. Today I just show her. I mean, Julia. I was just doing an email and it just disappeared. Where'd it go? Where'd it go? I'm like, 
Yeah, so I I believe that people also miss their office setup. I would miss my friends. But they miss their office setup because so many people have had to redo a part of their home to be their office setup. But um, yeah, the the thing they miss the most is the tech, and that just seems like a dud to me. Yeah, People love not having to wear pants. They love not having side conversations. They... Love waking up five minutes before, you know, the time to be in a meeting. Right. If that's what it is, a morning one. Some people love the, cutting their commute. Other people miss their commute. Absolutely. They miss we their, love the people that miss their commute. That's right. Anyway. We're here for you. Anyway. I'm kind okay. of best of both worlds. I work at home half the day and then come in and spend half yeah, the day with we you Yeah, we do too. Yeah. We fun. work home half days. Yeah. I don't consider anything I do is watching stuff. No, I work on my computer in the morning at home. I work at home. Yeah, um, I don't. I know you don't. Because I'm watching. Yeah, but that's part of your job. I get messages from you at like 7 in the morning. No, we are up. Hey, get this from Good Morning America. So you guys... you. Don't let anybody doubt that you guys are working hard. Well, yes, I guess that is true. And then we have to read the damn books at night. Yeah. We work 24-7, damn it. Yeah, but... I don't know what, if I'd watch this many. Like, I, really? Like, yeah, I wouldn't watch all three no, morning shows. No. Like back in the day when I had a corporate America job, I was just a loyal Today show. Yes, you were. I would have it on. In um, yeah. In fact, one time when I was like a, in one of my between husbands, when I like to live like a vagabond and live hither and there, and in people's, hey, I've got a. Condo downtown Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. My boyfriend said you could live in it rent free for three months. I would always have a toaster oven, <laughs> a coffee maker, and a small television, portable mm-hmm. television that I could be in the bathroom or in the kitchen, sure. and and a, and a good ma- a good mattress and a boombox. For See, my mine music. was the music. Yeah, mine was the music. The music that, and then music. my clothes. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I I can't tell you how many places I live like that. I didn't even turn on the stove. I didn't even hook it up. That's this is not surprising. You can get by and a toaster oven. You really can, really, and a and a coffee maker. And you need a coffee maker, right? Well, and I'm then thinking. I I'm trying to think. Yeah, a French press. Then I didn't even need right. to plug in a coffee maker. There you go, Lori. Yeah. Looks saving on electricity. You're so smart. I know the French press. I love that. Coffee. I know you guys Ever drink since that. I, had it the first time in in Paris, Julia. I got a brag about that. And how long? How many months has it been since you've seen your Paris. city, the oh, City of Lights? So, you know, I've been uh, telling um, a few people that have asked me. I've given them like here's some museums that you, museums you could look at virtually. Virtually, that's yeah. been one thing that like people have enjoyed doing. Or they just didn't occur to them before. Sure, you know. I can't believe because I tell everyone, well, I always tell people to go to the zoo, but now. Yeah, right. (laughs) Go to the Museum of Moton, which is. Rocco, have you spent your time going to museums online? No, I have not. I got to admit, I'm done online. Yeah. I'm burnt. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That leads me to my next study of duh. Save the date. Americans are already planning their post pandemic parties with save the date cards for this, Mm. that, and the other thing. People are planning on, you know, I mean, this doesn't surprise me at all. I feel like there's going to be a lot of big Fourth of July parties. Oh, huge, right? We're going to see even 
you know, more celebrities than ever maybe posting. Maybe they won't be posting, but we're going to see a lot of parties. Like people are just, it's going to be the roaring 20s. I'm telling you, introverts, your time is over. How are we going to have that? See, here's my whole dilemma with the roaring 20s, Lori. That was a time of debauchery and fun. fun. But we have these things called smartphones now. Everything's got a photo. Everything has a picture. There's someone is there's a camera well, everywhere. How debauched were you planning on getting in your roaring twenties, well, Julia? I mean, if we're gonna go all in, yeah, you know, well, it doesn't e- have to be. I don't enjoy. I don't enjoy photographic evidence. Well, I didn't. Ha- I didn't know you took debauch so seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it with a capital D. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this does not, this is like, a, I, I am, I'm excited for cabin weekends, big time. One in four are planning to have a past birthday celebration or make this year's birthday. Oh, Lori. Better. Brack or wait till the month of uh, June, July. You're yeah, a July yeah. baby too, aren't you? I'm, I'm June 30th. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you're June 30th. You cancer kids. Okay. Yeah. So we, you're going to be going like it's. Well, everybody, we had a whole, everyone had a pandemic birthday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This we did. Everyone mm-hmm. did. It's true. Even last year, if your birthday was January, February, I don't care about my birthday that much, though. Yeah, but you know what? Some people have had two. Some people right. have had two. That's right. right. Um, you know, the thing is that's just fun about your birthday is really and truly like just to be grateful that you're here again, yes. that you get to have a birthday. I always think about like, I mean, how old were you the first time when you when you had a friend who died? Like, what age were you? Oh, right. You know. That's like, when, like, right. a, a junior year in high school, Tim Natzel wrapped his car around a tree on Howard Gneason Road and died. I mean, it was just like, then, I, that was like, I just was like, you have to, like, love every Absolutely. birthday. Because there is no, mm-hmm. it was so shocking to me. Right. Just, it was the most shocking thing. And mm-hmm. my friend dated him and. He went to high school with my boyfriend, and mm-hmm. I mean, it was like a really, anytime that happens, you know, that's like people's first experience. I right. Think. Never a good one, you know. Like high school, I think of the Woodbury accident that happened a couple weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, there's been several, yeah. It's, you know, it's mm-hmm. for a lot of families. But, all right, I'll get back to my studies. Okay. Study of duh. Yeah. If you want to live a longer, healthier life, never go to sleep on an argument. With yourself or with someone else? Both. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm mad at you. Screw you. I'm Screw mad. You. Be Do mad. The dishes. And I don't, I don't think want you to. should go to bed mad at yourself. No, I would agree, yeah. Lori. But this is research from the Oregon State University. And when they say how you deal with daily conflicts can seriously impact your health. When people resolve their issues immediately... The emotional fallout from the argument is almost totally erased. And if it isn't erased and you're hanging on to it, that is stress that builds up in your body and it does affect stress. It does affect your health. Well, I agree with that. Don't you guys think that? I I hate being angry at anybody for more than I just lose interest in it. I don't like anger. Right. It's not one of my favorite things. No, no. But are older people, you know, are people are either good at letting go of stuff or they're not. Right. 
I'm not. I'm. I like. And it go. so, like people who are not good at it, if they mm-hmm. get together with somebody who is good at, I mean, like if you're if you're a grudge like, holder or I yeah, don't, and yeah. if you're both grudge holder, I mean, oh, this is going to be a long life. That would be toxic. I think it leaves negative residue. I believe you. This is uh, Which could leave a stain on your sheets. Well, I had to read the National Study of <laughs> Daily Experiences. Okay, Rocco, uh, do you hold grudges? No, I, yeah, you're I, Italian. I can be kind of bitter. You're yeah. Italian. Yeah. I just you could. I mean, I, yeah, you I could. forgive too easy. Depends I think, on but, what it is. Yeah. Oh, you're a grudge holder. No, Don't. I'm not, Lori. You know I'm not. You look at me in the <laughs> eye and tell me I am. No, you're not. I'm no, not at all. But, Good fault. Uh-huh. To a fault sometimes. I should. So give me an example. Somebody does you dirty and then but a week, a week later you're over She'll try and it. get them to, um, she'll first apologize to them to try and get them to. <laughs> I'm sorry for my role. Role in, in your in <laughs> Right. No, that's what you will it's do. It's really unhealthy, actually. It's a middle child <laughs> thing, but it's a, one of your. It really is. It could be endearing, maybe. Yeah. But yeah. this was published in the Journals of Gerontology Series B, so just so you know how deep I went. That I'm so but impressed. It is that it when you uh, it will improve your emotional well being and your health to just Don't you agree with that though? One hundred percent people, if you are holding grudges or something, let it go. It only hurts you. Yes. Because the other person yes. doesn't really care anymore. Right. That's that's the big Previous lesson. Studies have discovered how impactful chronic stress can be and emotional, you know, it's just it's so you just have to like work on that. Um that the uh, how you deal with conflict, you mm-hmm. know how you can deal with it. So, oh boy. Anyway. Well, thank you for reading that. I think that's oh, helpful Julia. for people though. I skimmed, okay, right. and one eye was closed because it was so tight in the print. I mean, like what were they saving, you know, money by Cramming is burying the headline. Well, you know, it was like all done in the little, you oh, know, eight point, eight, whatever. You I don't even that know off. That. I don't even know how you could read it. Julia, I had to close an eye, like how you do with the eye doctor. <laughs> Better, best. Better. All right, good, best. Okay, we're done. <laughs> Julia, it is Sunday. It is her birthday Happy today. Happy birthday, sweetie. How old is she? She like, has reached the magical age of 53. Oh, happy birthday, Celine. And uh, yeah, Rocco, thank you so much for yes, playing I, that I dug great that one song. Up. I know you're a big fan. I just like hearing you say it. Well, Celine Dion? Celine Dion. Yes. Yeah, Celine oh, Dion. Did you very... see her in Vegas during her residency? Okay. There? It is. Is that a loaded question? Mm-hmm. Okay. We got nothing but time. <laughs> oh, it's and really... Julia really loves to tell this story, and she's in the perfect mood to tell it <laughs> too, because it was similar it to my the ass. mood. Uh-huh. Yeah, it chaps your ass. Oh, so bad. So, Go so ahead. Bill, my ex-husband, um, was so sweet and um, got us tickets. And I always wanted to go. Always wanted to go. First of all, I bought tickets on air to go see Garth Brooks in Vegas, and spent a lot of money and forgot when the concert was and bought tickets for a month earlier than I was going in the concert already, already passed. So that was one screw up in Vegas with tickets. And okay. then Bill buys me this for an anniversary ple- present. And I'm so excited to go. So excited to go. I've never, I got so sick. Mm-hmm. I couldn't go. And for years I wanted to go and wanted to go and wanted to go. And I was so sick. So you would Bill, ask me to go. And I, would I would ask would everyone. No one would go. Bill finally said, I'll take you. And so Bill ends up giving him away to perfect strangers at New York, New York a casino. Couple? Yep. Oh, Do you want to go? Lucky day. So lucky because there were like three hundred dollars. Those tickets so expensive, and um, 
and I was sick at home. I couldn't go to Vegas. I couldn't do anything. And so then last year or 15 months ago, probably when she came to the Target Center, for some reason, Hugo, who doesn't even like her. Oh, no, I love Celine Dion. Not like I did. Not Lori. like you do. Yes, I mean, I have her first album. I, right, I right. loved her. You, you are, are a late bloomer to her. Yes. And I, Barbara Streisand, you're a late bloomer. I mean, I'm mad. But you were. Yeah. So anyway, Lori gets to go. For free. I wanted to go. <laughs> right. Okay. I've wanted to see you. I can't like, help it that you're out life. of town. My whole, I've just, I want to. you're out of town and not able it. to go. We would have gone together. Why do you begrudge me? I do, because to... it's, you were so unworthy. Because you used to say that about concerts. Yeah, Julie, um, I'm not taking you. You're not worthy. Yeah. You don't like them enough. Mm-hmm. So she, would, she wouldn't take me to places. But that one really was a hard one. I was so bombed. Yeah. Listen, and, it was because Celine Dion, when she first came on the music scene, shall we say, that was not my that first preference genre. of music. No, but it was all. mine. Right. And I, but I grew to appreciate her very, very much. And I was super excited. And it was an incredible show. Oh, I'm just. Apparently, so she go, always gives an incredible Rocco, Of show. course she does. Yeah. She yeah. sang the Titanic song. Right. She I mean, <laughs> was so amazing. And, you know, also people get. Remember how sick I was? Stronger oh. and really, like, she was like feeling. It was her tour. Renee yeah. had been gone for a few years, and she yes. had put it together, and it was just oh, I was, was so terrific. sad. Yeah, and you've tried to make me feel bad about it periodically here and there. <laughs> Lori, you never <laughs> feel bad about anything. I don't really. at all. You know, That's why I said you try to I make do. me feel bad. I do, but Rocco, that one was a hard one. Yeah, I can imagine. And then the Garth Brooks tickets, you know, that I bought, and I'm like, Lori, I'm getting excited to go go, and they're like, oh, well, that was last month. <laughs> remember yeah. remember i booked the wrong everything i've had it i thought you said going? your husband did it i know no, he took he got he was the right tickets yeah, yeah. And, and then, then you couldn't go i couldn't you go really and truly sick. i was so sick and then you got even sicker uh-huh. about the fact that you were missing oh no that. but i was so sick you couldn't i, I couldn't even you had like a my head up. i had something. bronchial i i was right. getting a lot of bronchial stuff mm-hmm. back then mm-hmm. um you're holding on to too much bad chi no, I <laughs> no, I need a gum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I was so bombed. Yeah, but that, yeah, that's, that's bad concert experience. But I think a lot of people have those things when you wanted to go to something so bad and you get sick or something happens or and you can't go. Pandemic happens. Damn, yeah. Rolling Stones, Row Fifteen. Yeah, yeah. At US Bank Stadium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm getting inundated with rubber sheets and rubber pants right now <laughs> after our birthing at home oh, conversation. Okay. I'm just going to shut off my computer today and hope tomorrow they forget about me. Yeah. Um, no so kidding. what day is it? It's Tuesday. Today is Tuesday, All right. Julia. And I think it's Did the you guys... last night of Soul of a Nation oh, on yeah. ABC. That's I've been, been taping very, those. I've watched some of those. Very yeah. good series. Did you guys, did your lawn furniture whip around yesterday in the wind? Casey oh, yeah. secured it. Oh, I found a chair down on the baseball field yesterday night. Oh, and wow. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. been, it's windy. My lights. It almost felt like it was some kind of a baby force wind. It was howling. But it was hot. It was kind of it was romantic. Warm. It, it was romantic nice. wind. Yeah. In well, a way. It was a romantic, romantic wind. wind. See, chaotically horny in lockdown. Uh-huh. <laughs> Is that what we're calling it? Yeah. Yeah. Because we've had different, you know. Just different simulation, winds. You know. <laughs> <laughs> anticipation of all the vibrators yeah, that are true. stuck in the Suez Canal. Oh, when are those getting delivered? I know. I really should tell you about... Uh, this, you, tell me about the, the thing that you were telling me about, okay. about the curse of the pharaoh. 
Okay, so this is the talk of Egypt. Okay. Um, right now, did the curse of the pharaohs cause the Suez Canal ship cargo ship blockage? So it's being blamed for ca- causing it because the country is preparing to move ancient mummies for a parade. <gasps> the pharaohs curse is the age-old myth that anyone who disturbs the mummy of an ancient Egyptian pharaoh will face bad luck or even death. And we all saw Brandon Fraser in the mummy, that too, right there. That's why he was also, he was trending today. Yeah, death will come on quick wings for those who disturb the king's peace, says the morning on King Tut's tomb. Right. And they think it. People, the superstitious believe the curse was triggered for preparations for the Pharaoh's Golden Parade. They have been preparing to transfer 22 mummies of ancient kings and queens to a new museum, just as the tragedy and bad luck struck Egypt with the Suez Canal conundrum. Wow. A fatal train crash also killed Kevin, dozens, no. and they had a building collapse in Cairo. No. So uh, people are very not happy about this. Do not move the mummies from their place, blah, blah, blah. So archaeologists said the curse is a bunch of hooey and everyone needs to settle down, but people, you know, like I'm superstitious about that. Moving dead bodies. Mummies. I buy into that when I, I you know. You stopped doing that after a while. Yeah, I know. We all did, you know, but uh, (laughs) crying out loud, I won't walk under a ladder, but I'll walk under a tower. Go figure. Right. (laughs) Ladders are too... There, you'd hit your head, Lori. Okay, we'll be back. <laughs> Have a good night. Job done. Off you go.